Welcome to the Riveting Rosies podcast, a space dedicated to conversations with women that educate, empower, and inspire. I'm your host, Francesca, and I'm so excited to be here with you and share the stories of some badass women. Hello, everyone. It feels so weird to be recording again because... um, I mean, I've only recorded one solo episode for the podcast, and that was the first episode, and it was more of an an introduction than anything, Um, and I actually haven't recorded any episodes in a couple months anyway, because I just kind of like batch recorded all of them, so it's weird to be back behind the microphone again, but I'm excited to be here and give you guys a little bit of um, an inside look into my business and the journey that I've been on with that um, and all of that good stuff. So I'm going to start with some just background information for those of you who don't know me or um, don't follow my business on Instagram and all of that good stuff. So essentially, um, you know, over the years, I've worked a few different jobs. I've done some internships. Um, Most of them were more focused on graphic design in a sense, but they also all required a lot of like marketing sort of things um, and a lot, a lot of experience working with social media and creating content and, you know, planning out content and scheduling it and all of that good stuff. Um, And I've also done some work with like admin Um, for one of my most recent jobs, I started off as just a graphic design intern and then, um, I spent over a year there and just kind of started doing whatever they needed me to do, which (laughs) didn't always revolve around graphic design. Um, a lot of it was, um, you know, some, some client management, some invoicing, um, it was a nonprofit organization that I worked for, and they hosted a series of concerts each summer. So um, I was also involved in like ticket selling and setting that up on the back end of our um, our software. So I did a lot of different things over the years. And um, I guess, you know, like going through college, I, I had a big struggle trying to figure out um, what area of graphic design I wanted to go into and what my career was going to look like and all of that. Um, and then, you know, right around when everything started with COVID this past spring, I came to the realization that I was just kind of wasting a lot of time, uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do in the future instead of just taking advantage of all the opportunities that I had to try new things and to get more experience um, and that sort of thing. And I felt like I was really trying to put myself in a box by trying to decide like what my career was going to be. Um, And I felt like that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I decided kind of like at that point that I was just going to really dedicate my time to trying things that maybe I wouldn't have thought of being creative in the past or were a little bit like outside of what I would usually do but interested me Um, and that was actually 
the reason why I started this podcast. So it kind of, I guess the idea of starting the podcast was really just (laughs) on a whim. Um, And I just kind of, you know, started it and stuck with it. And it, it, it grew more than I anticipated it growing which has been wonderful um and that was really the beginning of like that was what started me kind of exploring different avenues um and things that weren't necessarily you know like graphic design in the typical sense but still offered me that um like creative outlet so I I started the podcast and I was interviewing all of these entrepreneurs and business owners and learning from their experiences, um, getting to know like how they started their business and what worked for them and what didn't work for them and all of that good stuff. Um, And then over the summer, I was kind of introduced to the virtual assistant world. Um, I think it was like I was on Instagram and someone I follow posted a story, um, and had tagged Jessica Ward, who I'm sure most of you know, um, and I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm just gonna go, like, you know, I'm curious, I'm just gonna go check out her account, um, and I saw she was a virtual assistant, um, and it, it really interested me, and I sent her an email and asked her to come on the podcast and talk about what she was doing, um, and she did, and, you know, like, I released that episode with her, um, a couple months ago, And it was really funny, so I would say probably a month, maybe a little bit more, after we recorded that episode, I messaged Jess on Instagram, and I was like, are you still, like, do you still have spots available for coaching? Because I think I really want to, like, start trying virtual assistants. Um, And I decided that, you know, like, it was another kind of on-the-whim decision. You can see the patterns that are evolving. (laughs) Um, And I felt like I had a lot of variety of experiences that all somehow related to a lot of the tasks that virtual assistants um, typically did or chose to do. Um, You know, like I had experience on social media, I had some admin experience, I had some marketing experience. So I felt like I was pretty well equipped to like dive into that world. Um, And I know people all the time who, you know, like go in with no experience and do perfectly fine. Like Jess didn't have any um, experience doing like virtual assistance things before she started. And um, obviously it's, it's worked out for her. So I'm definitely not saying that you need some sort of experience in that sort of realm in order to be a successful VA. But, you know, that was kind of my thinking. I was like, well, I already have a lot of experience that can be applicable to this world and these, um, you know, like businesses that need help. So I enrolled in Jess's coaching program, her group program, DCA. um, And we started in September. And, you know, I created my Instagram account probably a couple weeks to a month before then, Um, but I didn't post anything until I think the week that we started coaching and I just posted an introduction post. So it wasn't anything crazy. So I started at the beginning of September um, and I, you know, 
registered my LLC and got my EIN and all of the legal things, which seemed very scary at the time for sure. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing and I don't want to mess this up because, you know, this is like a pretty big deal making this a legal business um, and I don't want to have anything go wrong and then end up like getting in trouble or whatever. So um, I did that before I even started working with clients. Um, At the time, I was working on a couple of freelance graphic design projects. So I wasn't like too focused on putting myself out there for VA clients. Um, And then I would say like a couple weeks into coaching was when I really started putting my effort into it and um you know I was posting on social media pretty consistently I didn't have a set schedule for it it was kind of just like whenever I felt like it um and I I got to this point you know like a couple weeks into coaching and I was like I had a one-on-one call with Jess and I said I feel like I'm doing all of the things that I need to be doing but I'm still not, you know, like, getting clients like I had hoped to, Um, you know, like, I was posting good content, I was engaging with other accounts, I was trying to form those connections in the DMs with potential clients and all of that stuff, Um, but it still wasn't getting me anywhere, Um, and that was when she told me, you know, like, I really need to start showing up on my stories and, you know, showing people who I am so they can get to know me, connect with me, and then want to work with me um, based off of that connection that they form from, like, watching my stories. And at the time, that sounded like the most terrifying thing (laughs) that she could possibly have recommended for me to do. And I remember, like, the first couple weeks where I was starting to get more active on my stories, I would just sit there and record them and re-record them and re-record them um, so many times until it got, you know, like to where I wanted it to be or I would just get so frustrated with it that I would just be like, oh, okay, this is fine. (laughs) Um, And, you know, eventually after I started showing up on my stories, and I was, you know, like posting consistently. I did have um, some people reach out and I started booking clients and I ended up getting booked out, um, I think close to a month after I really started my Instagram and like started posting, which was so crazy to me. And it all happened really fast. So I had one client who I was working with for three hours a week and I had been working with her for probably like a week or a week and a half. And then I ended up booking three more clients within, I think, like 24 hours or something crazy like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I have like 18 hours worth of client work right now or 20 hours worth of client work right now. Um, And, you know, as a full-time student, I was like, I cannot take on any more, any more hours than this right now. Um, And I, I also had like a, a part-time job with, one of my professors from my college um, doing some accessibility research for websites. So that also was like a a time commitment that I had. It wasn't that much per week, but you know, like it was something, it was a prior commitment that I had that I couldn't just, you know, brush aside. Um, So that was a lot to balance. 
And I think going from a just like three hours per week with one client to close to 20 hours per week with four clients was a really big jump for me. And it was hard to get used to, for sure. It was not just like all rainbows and butterflies. Of course, I was like beyond thrilled that I had clients that wanted to work with me and it was going so like well but it was really hard for me to find a good balance between schoolwork and my client work um and I I had a hard time like prioritizing what I needed to do and keeping track of my hours um and I really struggled with trying to balance the time that I was allotting for my client work and also still trying to be active on my Instagram so that, you know, people just didn't think I disappeared <laughs> out of thin air. Um, so it was kind of like a, a wake-up call for me at that point that I needed to really, really get better at managing my time and balancing my time. Um, and, you know, uh, on the same kind of path, I also, like, am currently living with my boyfriend, and we have three cats, so that's, like, another non-work, non-school aspect of my life that, you know, like, I need to prioritize, and once I started having all of these clients and, um, you know, like, this work just kind of piling up, it was really hard for me to step away from the work that I was doing, whether it was client work or school work, and actually, like, sit down and spend time with my boyfriend, and it definitely was hard, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to make it sound like it's, it's like, a, you know, I don't want anyone to listen to this and be like, oh, well, I definitely don't want to start my own business. I am just, like, speaking to my experience. And I think that anyone who has started their own business can attest to the fact that it's not an easy task. Like, there are always going to be times, no matter how prepared you are, no matter how many resources or how much support you have, there are always going to be times where you struggle and times where... You have to spend so many hours, you know, like working that things just kind of like get lost in the background. Um, and that's, un that's, you know, it takes a lot of work and a lot of hard work to grow a business and, you know, build a sustainable business. And that was really like the main thing that drew me into hiring a coach was, you know, all of the women that I interviewed for the podcast, I would say a good majority, if not like all of them, had worked with a coach at one point. And most of them said like that was the most important or like the best thing that they did for their business. So I knew going into the coaching experience that that was going to set me up in a positive manner and it was going to set me up for success as long as I was putting in the work on my end too. So, <clears throat> you know, it was just that kind of um, busy time. I was trying to figure out 
everything. (laughs) I was trying to figure out how to balance my time and how to still, you know, like do good work for my clients and show up in my actual life and make sure that I was turning in all of my assignments and all of that good stuff. So it was a lot. I, I will not lie to you. It was a lot and it was hard and it's still, you know, like the, I have a couple of weeks left of the semester and it's still hard, but I'm definitely, um, I've learned a little bit, so it's getting a little bit easier. <clears throat> so <clears throat> currently in my business, just kind of to give you a, a little bit of a, a look into where I am right now, <clears throat> excuse me, all right, all of this talking is not <laughs> not normal for me, so my throat is getting a little scratchy. But anyway, so currently in my business, I have three clients. Um, I ended up, I guess this is kind of important to mention. I should have had a better structure for this episode, but it's going to end up like just me rambling, which, you know, isn't a big surprise. (laughs) So when I first started, I had intended my niche to be like wedding and elopement photographers. And, um... I still have clients that are in that niche, but I realized after a couple weeks that there were some services that I was definitely not going to offer in the future, (laughs) Um, and I knew that I just, they weren't things that I was really interested in, and I knew that I wasn't going to do as good of a job as someone else would do. Um, and that was kind of also what led me to think about switching my niche, which I eventually did because I felt like, so I had, sorry, these thoughts are all over the place. (laughs) I had three clients who were all in my niche of like wedding or elopement photographers. And I had one client who I had a previous like coaching experience with, um, And she reached out to me and was like, hey, I know I'm not in your niche, but I could really use a VA right now if you're not interested. Like, I totally get it, but if you are, that'd be great. And so I started working with her, and I really fell in love with working with coaches because everything that I was doing each day was so different, but in a good way. Like, I'm really... It's funny because there are definitely aspects of my life where I prefer routine and I don't like things to change, but there are other things like my work days that I prefer to not do the same thing every day. And I found that with my my wedding and elopement photographers, I was doing pretty much the same thing every day and it really just wasn't fulfilling me. So I knew that, you know working with coaches was something I enjoyed and I ended up switching my niche to coaches um probably two months after I started my business and um you know like I said before I still have photography clients um and one of them is my highest hours per week um I'm working with her for 10 hours per week right now and it's amazing but It's amazing because our relationship is more, like, our working relationship is more like mine with a coach. So, um, she's a little bit of a unique case because I do a lot of things for her that 
um, are more admin tasks and just, you know, like random things that she needs help with throughout the day. So it's less of the, you know, routine, same things every day, um, and more of a, you know, like whatever she needs help with that day is what I do. And I definitely, like, I love that. I love working with her and it's amazing. So I think, you know, like in a roundabout way, what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, when you start, if you end up working as a VA, for those of you who are doing that or for those of you who are interested in it. Having a niche is important, of course, because it allows you to really reach a more specific audience, which is easier to do than um, reaching a, a broad audience, which seems like counterproductive, but it really is that way because when you have a niche, you can use more specific hashtags and Um, those are typically like smaller hashtags, which means more people will actually see, well, less people will see them technically, but, um, because you have a smaller group of people seeing those hashtags, your post is more likely to be like on the forefront of that page for longer. So, um, you'll probably get more interaction with it from hashtags and that can be really helpful when you have a niche. And it also allows you to be more specific in your Instagram bio, which is really, really helpful too because, you know, when someone is coming to your page, if you're saying that, you know, you're working with coaches, for example, um, if they're a business coach, you know, they're going to be more inclined to work with someone who specifically says in their bio, I work with or I help business coaches. Um, Just because, you know, that's more reassuring that they are experienced in the kind of work that they're doing. And, you know, like there's a there's a reason why they chose to work with those sort of people. So it's just like more you're more likely to kind of connect with those people if you're calling them out in your Instagram bio and like in your posts. So that being said, though, from my experience You're probably, unless you have just like a really good sense of the kinds of work that you like to do or the kinds of people that you like to work with, you might not know what your niche should be when you first start. And that's okay. Um, You know, like you can start with one niche and switch. You can switch your niche however many times you want to, however long it takes you to figure out like what you like to do and who you like to work with. Um... But it's important to be able to have experiences with people in different niches, in my opinion, because that really allows you to figure out things that you like to do, things that you don't like to do, and who you want to really like hone in and start working with. So if you have an idea of a niche, definitely go for it in the beginning, but don't beat yourself up if you end up changing it because it's better for you to change it and then start working with people that you really connect with and do work that you really enjoy than keep doing work that doesn't really fulfill you just because that's the niche that you originally picked. So, continuing on, (laughs) I changed my niche. So, I currently have three clients right now um, and I'm working 18 hours per week with client work. And I am about to graduate in about three weeks. So that is 
really big for me because I will actually have like all of the time in the world (laughs) essentially like in my mind I'll have all of the time in the world to get dedicate to my business and you know like working with more clients and scaling my business so it's a really exciting time for me because I I feel like I wasn't necessarily always able to give as much energy to my business as I wanted to having started it while I was still in school um, and I, I do not by any means regret starting when I do. I'm glad that I did and I feel like it set me up for it set me up to be at a really good point when I graduated and I'm really grateful for that. Um, but I am super excited to just have the time to, you know, start expanding my business in new ways and work with more amazing clients and just keep growing the community that I've gotten (laughs) so far. Um, So I think 2021 is going to be a really interesting year for me and I think it's going to be a year of a lot of growth and I'm looking forward to it um and it's going to be really like the the first time in my life that I'll be able to work and never have to worry about school um and I think that's going to be amazing and I'm so excited because then I feel like I have finally gotten to the point where I really do have the freedom to make make my own hours for when I work and work wherever I want to and all of that all of those like amazing things that come with being your own boss that I've always wanted for myself um you know like I feel like I finally get to do all those now that I'm not in school anymore um and I'm sure that this question may have come up for you at some point while you're listening to this thinking like what are you going to do with your degree in graphic design that you're getting if you're working as a virtual assistant? Um, and that's a really good question. So my plan kind of changes a lot, which isn't surprising. <laughs> so when I first started the business, my, my idea or my plan was that I would do some virtual assistant work for, I don't know, a year, two years, however long it took me to feel more comfortable and more prepared to start doing graphic design work full-time um and that's still sort of my plan (laughs) but I enjoy doing virtual assistant work a lot more than I maybe anticipated in the beginning um so I'm really not in a huge rush to make the switch to graphic design um And that's not because I don't enjoy it, because I do. I really do. And I love, like, being able to be creative and all of that. But the work that I'm doing right now still allows me to be creative. Um, You know, like, I'm still designing Instagram stories or course covers or merch. um, You know, a lot of different things that still allow me to have that creativity, but without it being the focus of what I do and for me I think that's really exactly what I needed at this point because for anyone else who like 
majored in anything creative in college. I'm sure you relate to this kind of like you get to a point where you feel just really like burnt out creatively because you've spent, you know, like four years of just straight having to come up with creative ideas and creative solutions and always being focused on that. And I think that sort of routine of just always having to be creative really just like burnt me out. And for a while, I didn't have really a lot of desire to do things creatively. And I it also caused me to kind of stop creating like outside of school um, and stop doing things that were creative that I was interested in before just because I didn't feel like being creative. So I think working as a virtual assistant allows me enough creativity to still feel like I'm utilizing a lot of the things that I learned getting my graphic design degree, but not too much to where I feel like I'm getting burnt out again. And I think that I'm perfectly okay with continuing down this path for however long I want to, and then, you know, like maybe switching over to graphic design one day. That was kind of um, one of the big reasons why I chose to name my business something that wasn't my name, Um, (laughs) partly because my full name is really long. And it's very hard to make into a logo or say, like, most people don't know how to pronounce my name, especially my last name. (laughs) Um, And it just was never really something, I don't know, like, some people have names that just flow really well and just, like, fit nicely together. (laughs) Um, And I just felt like mine didn't really do that. So I never really wanted to use my name for my business. Um... So the Passions Collective was a name. I genuinely have been trying to come up with a name for my business for over a year. Like, I would say around five years. Like, it's been something that I have thought about for a very long time. And when I decided to start being a VA, I was finally like, okay, like, this is getting real, and I I actually need to figure out what I want to call this business. So I was, like, I spent so many hours just, like, searching synonyms and, like, in the thesaurus, just, like, finding words that, you know, like, spoke to me. And I don't know, the Passions Collective kind of just came to me at one point, and I was, like, that's what it needs to be because it the Passions Collective is exactly what the name says. It's, you know, it's the collection of my passions. And I think that's an appropriate name because of the fact that I don't really know where this business is going to lead me and what my path is going to look like in the future. Um, but I, I know that it'll always be something that I'm passionate about. And I've just accepted the fact that I I'm a multi-passionate person and I have a lot of things that I love and want to put all of my time and energy into and it it kind of like rotates, (laughs) you know, depending on where I am. Um, So like at one point, you know, it was this podcast and I was spending all of my time, you know, like reaching out to guests and recording episodes. Um, And right now my passion is my virtual assistance business and I know that you know, it's, it's gonna 
excuse me, it's going to lead me in the direction that I need to be led in. So I'm excited to just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride and see where things end up. Um, I'm very excited and I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. So to kind of wrap up this long-winded rambling of mine, (laughs) um, I wanted to address some more specific questions that people had asked um, on Instagram. And one of them was what my goals are for the future. So I kind of just, like, I briefly touched on this just before, but some more concrete goals of mine. Um, There are a lot of things that I really hope to do in 2021. Um, And one of those things is to release a course of some sort. I'm not sure what the topic is going to be or what the structure of it is going to be at this point. I have no idea, but um, that's just something that I've felt really called to recently. So um, it'll happen eventually when I figure out what what I want to have a course on. (laughs) Um, And I really want to pursue some way of helping um, and working with new virtual assistants because I really, really like value the time that I was able to spend doing coaching with Jess and being a part of the Digital Creatives Academy and all of the friendships that I got from that and just the outpouring of support that I experienced during that time. Um, And, you know, like ever since starting my page, I've always gotten a lot of questions from people um, and I just really love answering questions and being able to help people out because I know exactly like how it feels to have all of these questions and not really know, you know, like where to turn for those answers. Um, So I would love to start doing something that revolves around helping out new VAs. Um, So we'll see what's in store for that. Um, let's see, some other goals. This is, like, not really related to my virtual assistance business, per se, um, but a goal of mine that I've had for a while is to create a planner. Um, so I, (laughs) I always love the idea of using a physical planner, and I've tried to do it so many times, um, and I just never really stick with it. And I think part of the reason why is because I never feel like they're designed the way that I want them to be. So one of these days (laughs) when I have more time, um, I'm going to work on designing a planner for entrepreneurs that has the things that I wished would have been in all of the planners that I tried to use in the past. Um, And I'm planning on having like a a virtual edition and hopefully a physical edition as well. So depending on what everyone's preference is, they can buy um, whatever one they prefer. Um, but that's kind of like a, a creative project that I'm really excited about. And I haven't worked out any of the details yet, but um, definitely excited to be able to do something creative. Um, you know, not really in the typical sense, but in a in my my creative sense. Um, so those are some of the things that I'm looking forward to in the future. Um, and then another person asked what the biggest challenge was in my business. 
And the biggest challenge for me, honestly, was not only getting to the point where I understood how important it was for me to show up authentically on my Instagram, but also being comfortable doing that. So I think, you know, when I first started the account, showing up on my stories was really scary to me because I was like, first of all, people don't want to listen to what I have to say. Like, why does anyone want to sit here and listen to my stories? And um, second of all, I feel like people are going to judge me. Like, everyone thinks that, of course. Like, everyone's going to judge me. They're going to judge how I look or what I'm wearing or how I talk or all of these things. And I was just very uncomfortable with the idea of showing up in such a a raw and authentic way and then you know one of the guest speakers that we had um in dca spoke about the importance of showing up authentically not only because you know like if you're if you're showing up in an, an inauthentic way and you're showing up in the way that you think you should be but isn't truly yourself you're not going to attract your ideal clients because you're not being yourself. Um, So you're going to attract clients that are more aligned with the version of yourself that you're presenting. And you probably don't want that because they're not really going to be people that you actually want to work with. So that was a really big eye-opener for me. And the other thing that I struggled with for a while was trying to figure out you know, like, what the boundary was for what I shared on my story. Um, You know, like, do people want to see all of the pictures of my cats? Or do they want to hear about the new Starbucks drink that I'm trying? Or do they, you know, like, is it wrong for me to express my political beliefs or my, like, stance on social justice issues? And during that group call that we had... One of the things that she mentioned was that if you don't present those parts of yourself, the ones that you're like, oh, well, is that really professional or should I really be saying that, you know, um, like, do you actually want to work with someone who would judge you for that or who has different opinions than you do on like those sort of things? And I was like, no, not really. You know, like, I want to work with people who like to see the videos of my cats and, you know, go out and try the Starbucks drink that I just tried. Um, and that sort of thing. Like, I want people to not, I I wouldn't want to work with someone who judged me based off of that and was like, oh, that's so unprofessional. Like, that's, that's really not my goal in life. Like, to be seen as a professional being is not my goal. I want to be seen as someone who is showing up authentically and that people can connect with. And that is way more important to me than someone's opinion about me. So that kind of, like, really changed my mindset, um about the way that I was showing up on my Instagram and really just pushed me to try and stop filtering myself and just post what I wanted to post, you know, like on my stories and not worry about it. And 
I think that was a really big challenge for me that I've been able to overcome. Um, and it's been amazing because I've connected with so many people, you know, not only based off of the work that I'm doing, but based off of the things that I talk about on my story that I think are super random, but like someone else relates to. And it's been so crazy. And just like being able to form those relationships based off of something that I was like, oh, that's so weird. No one's gonna, you know, think that way too. But um, so yeah. And then another person asked what I wish I knew as a new VA. Um, so there's a couple things that I would say to this. One of them I already touched on, which is like, don't stress too much about finding your niche. Like it's important, but you shouldn't stress over it because, you know, like you will figure it out eventually. The second thing is that regardless, like I 100% understand how scary it is to start using your stories on Instagram and talking to people and being so vulnerable on like a social media platform. But I guarantee 100% that you will see just so much engagement and support on your account when you start showing up on your stories because that's what people like to see. People like to see what you're doing in your life and people want to hear what you're talking about and they want to be able to ask you questions and, you know, like all of that, they just want to know you better. And the more that you allow them to do that, the deeper of connections you're going to be able to form. Um, And that's how you're going to be able to get clients that are really aligned with you. So those are my two like tips of advice. It's just like, don't stress out too much about your niche and make sure that you are showing up on your stories because it is so, so important. And another thing that I would mention um, is that I think when people start out, Instagram accounts, um, especially like as a new business owner, they place a lot of emphasis on, you know, like, okay, I need to post like every day of the week. Um, And that's that I would encourage you to not do that (laughs) because of a couple reasons. So the first reason is that in terms of Instagram, quality over quantity is 100% important. So if you're only posting twice a week, but your posts are providing a lot of information and are educating your audience, they're going to do so much better than if you were posting five times a week, but the things that you're posting about don't connect with your audience or aren't meaningful. So I know not everyone likes to plan out their posts, and I definitely didn't in the beginning, um... But I have found that it is really, really helpful. So I like to just have kind of a running list of post topics because sometimes they just come to me at random times and I just have a a running list of them that I can look back on when I go to plan out posts. And then at the beginning of each week, usually on Sundays, um, I just go in and pick out either two or three posts for that week And I try to make sure that there's a nice balance of, like, educational posts and, like, personal or, like, um, inspirational posts. So it's not all just, like, me shouting information at people. Um, But definitely just kind of, like, be aware of what you're posting on Instagram and that you're not just trying to 
you know, bombard people with information so that they see your account super often. Like, it's just a lot more important to focus on providing quality content. And if you're posting five times a week, I can speak from experience and say that you will start to run out of ideas pretty quickly and then you will 100% reach that point where like the content that you're putting out is not high quality and you don't want to get to that point. So just be mindful of what you're posting. Um, So I'm going to wrap this up by talking about, um, you know, like the question that I ask all of my guests at the end of our interviews and that is um, the most important thing that you've learned about yourself since starting your business. So for me, the most important thing that I've learned about myself was really, I, I would say this is more of just like a, an accomplishment than maybe something that I've learned about myself, but I feel like my confidence in myself and my understanding of my value has increased so much since I started my business. Because I I just feel, you know, like I started showing up on my stories and, and it was uncomfortable as hell. But the more that I did it, the more comfortable I got with it. Um, and it's gotten to the point where, you know, like things in my everyday life that I used to be uncomfortable with or like anxious about don't affect me as much anymore because my overall like confidence has increased since I started my business and I also like I would also say that in terms of like understanding my value more um you know like it's seeing the amount of time that it takes to put into a business and understanding more of like the amount of time that I have to do work and you know like how that affects my day and all of that stuff has just made me realize how valuable my time is and that, you know, like, I have a better understanding of what I feel that I am worth based off of the amount of time that I spend on things. So that's been really, like, enlightening for me and it has also really given me a new appreciation for other small business owners or like other entrepreneurs. So before I started my business, you know, like someone who was charging, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, let's just say somebody that charged like $40 for a t-shirt that they made. I would have been like, wow, $40 for a t-shirt is kind of a lot. And now that I have my own business, I sit here and think, okay, $40, you know, like, that is accounting for however much time they spent making the t-shirt, that's accounting for the time that they spent making the design, that's accounting for um, however much it cost to buy the materials that they needed and pay for shipping and pay for whatever site that they're hosting their shop on, um... And that's not accounting for the percentage that they have to take out for taxes um, or, like, anything that they have set up for automated savings. So, you know, like, at that point, 
you know, they're, they're down to like, I don't know, $20 maybe of profit for a t-shirt. And that seems like maybe a lot to some people, but if you're thinking about it in the grand scheme of things, that's really not that much considering how much time and energy is spent in like putting how much time and energy is like put into things so it's just given me a lot better appreciation for pricing um, and like how much people charge for things and I no longer think of things as like oh that's so expensive you know like sometimes if you go um, to, like, a service provider, like, a hairstylist or, like, getting your nails done or something like that, and it's, like, wow, that's, like, you know, like, a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or something like that, and then you think, okay, well, what would their hourly rate be? Like, if I am charging, you know, like, fifty or sixty dollars an hour as a virtual assistant, why would they not be charging that or more if they have more, um, you know, like, demand for their, services why would they not be charging more you know like it it just kind of makes you think about things in more of a business sense I guess um and it's made me appreciate you know a lot of like small businesses and and entrepreneurs so that's wrapping up you know (laughs) everything that I wanted to talk about I think I'm sure I'll finish you know like I'll stop recording and then be like oh I should have talked about that but it's really hard to like I don't know, keep on track when you're not being interviewed and you're just talking. And I don't want this episode to be too long because it's already very close to an hour. And I don't anticipate that many people want to sit through an hour of me talking. So if you've made it this far, thank you. I love you so much. Um, But yeah, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you for everyone who has listened. If you're interested in following along on my journey, my Instagram is The Passions Collective. Um, and I will link it in the show notes. So I hope that everyone enjoyed learning a little bit more about the background of my business and my story and all of that good stuff. Um, and I would love to hear what you think. So feel free to tag me in any comments that you have or anything at all. I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Riveting Rosies podcast. A new episode is released every Monday and Friday, so don't forget to subscribe. I would love if you left a review to tell me what you liked about this episode, or let me know if you have any suggestions about who you want to hear on the podcast in the future. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at rivetingrosies.podcast to get updated when new episodes are released and to find out about upcoming guests. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you'll join me again for next week's episodes.